Welcome to Weaving Your Web, a podcast where we are reclaiming our creative alchemy to find the freedom to weave the webs of our lives from a place of feminine desire, soul truth, and the roaring rivers of wisdom that flow through us all. I am your host, Ashley River, and thank you for tuning in. I hope that this episode helps you to tune into more of your own creativity, medicine, and soul's magic. So today I have some questions for you, for you on your healing path as you reclaim the threads of your life to weave your web. And these questions are, one, are you integrating your healing? And two, are you being discerning around what healers and teachers you are choosing to support you on your journey? Because they will be a thread in your web and You need to make sure these weavers that you gather are truly aligned with your destiny, meaning they're co-weaving and helping you, not aligned with your fate, meaning they are weaving for you or leading you in a direction that you don't desire to go in. So let's start with integration. Are you integrating your healing? To integrate means to bring together parts of a whole. When we are healing, this is actually what we are doing. We are taking the shadow and integrating it with the light. We are taking awareness and integrating it with embodiment. We are taking the wound and integrating it with the medicine. And we are making whole. This is healing. We're not fixing. We're not purging all that is quote-unquote bad or controlling our process. We are making ourselves whole. Listen, you can get all of the readings from all of the healers and gather all of the teachers and mentors. But if you are not fully meeting yourself and integrating your healing, you will just be looping in your patterns while giving your power away to other people to fix you or to validate you. And where is the empowerment in that? Where is the actual embodied change? There's a big difference between calling on a teacher, guides, and healers to support you and to be a clear mirror as you are empowered in your process versus needing and longing for the healing another carries to fix you. And that leading to nonstop bookings and seeking answers anytime you find yourself in the mystery, anytime you feel overwhelmed by your process or just stuck. Because the more you long and need and try to fix or control your healing, the less you are able to integrate all that is being reflected to you because you're stuck in the space of searching versus allowing. The allowing and the space is the integration period. It's the trust and the patience. It's the devotion to our intentions for our healing. And we all need support. We deserve support. And we can find that in authentic leadership, but your perspective is key. Your your why This is one reason why I have about a six-month minimum integration period between my full soul tattoo ceremonies. I actually won't let you come in and sit in ceremony with me more than twice in a year unless we're working together on a deeper, bigger circuitry piece or we're doing mini ceremonies where the activations are a lot more easily integrated. 
because the work I weave in ceremony can take years to fully integrate because I'm working with energies of liberation and expansion. And this is especially true if you're not taking the time to be with what is arising from it, meaning you're not taking the time to to bring that light to shadow, to feel through what is arising and release, to bring the embodiment to the awareness, to make different choices and weave from an empowered place. A soul tattoo or any ceremony, whether that be a plant medicine ceremony or an energy work session, will not heal you. It will open the portal for your healing. It will initiate deep process, but you have to choose it and you have to complete the weaving. No one is going to weave it for you. No one is going to fix you. No one is going to heal you. You have to integrate what comes up in ceremony. You have to release, and then you have to choose differently. And this is really how we weave. This is how we heal. This is how we reclaim the innate creative power within us. The process of healing really is, you know, an awareness of our healing is presented to us an awareness of our pattern or a change that we need to create, something we need to free. And we go through a period of release to align with our intentions, with our desires, with what we are intending for our healing. And then we, we choose and we claim what is available to us from the freedom being created in that process. You know, the process of ceremony is a process of alchemy that reflects our alchemical healing process. Ceremony is this container that reflects creation. It's a container for creation. But you can, you know, see all the healers, do all the ceremonial work, and you can receive the new awarenesses as reflected by the healer, the mystic, the teacher, or just your own self-reflection. And then you can choose to block your release. You can choose, no, I don't want to. I don't want to heal the pattern. I'm not ready yet. I'm not willing. And that's okay because... You will when you will. But healing requires vulnerability and courage, the courage to change. And if you continue to seek healing and liberation and answers and and all of that from outside yourself without actually anchoring into sovereignty and weaving from your own authority as things arise, you know, actually making the changes required to align with your intentions for your healing, you will continue to loop on the patterns of struggle and disempowerment. You'll continue to weave a web you don't actually desire. And this is actually when a healing crisis can arise. And what I mean by this is when you seek energy or ceremonial work and you dive into these spaces for transformation, but you block the integration, you block the flow of change as it pulses through you because you're unwilling to change or you're not ready for it or maybe You just don't have the willpower because your will is being used to keep the web you have previously woven in place, which takes a lot of willpower because it's fate, not destiny. It takes force and it takes a lot of control to keep a web in place that is not your destiny, whereas destiny weaving can be quite liberating, quite easeful. But all that stagnant energy trying to release has to come out somehow because Your awareness and your material reality are going to have this massive gap between them. And then your your body, your mind, your emotions, or your spirit may have to purge. And this is when we have sudden illness, we have ascension sickness, we have strange symptoms out of nowhere, maybe a lot of fatigue, anxiety, rashes, 
a lot of womb issues. Endometriosis is often a result of controlling our creative process of, of halting our, our healing. And we can have these types of healing crises even when we are integrating, but it just depends on the energetic gap between our intention and our reality and what our will is doing, meaning if we have the will, the want, the energy or motivation for the change or not, if we have the energy for it. As much as I love having reoccurring clients, I love working with people long-term and watching them evolve for years. I love the intimacy of my work and getting to build really deep connections, but I have never wanted to feel like I am needed or I'm being relied on for your healing. No matter how much I've needed money or I've wanted more clients in my career, I'm just, I'm not this kind of healer or space holder. So I put boundaries in place for this because I want you to be empowered, not give your power away to me. I, I see this way too often in healing spaces. And this is really a reflection of the old paradigm guru godhead spirituality. It's, it's not for me. It's I believe something we really need to reweave as a collective in order to have true spiritual growth. And this is a good segue into discerning your healers and teachers. There's something that's a bit harmful within the coaching industry and wellness world, and it's this reality we have woven where there are very, very, very successful coaches. You know, the coaching industry is just booming. People are making a ton of money being coaches and they're successful because in a way this is taking advantage of the desperation of so many to be better and fixed, to want the expanded reality, to want the money and the abundance. And I often wonder how much there is this unconscious taking advantage of, you know, how many people are just so hungry for money that it's creating this cycle of people, you know, charging a lot of money and making a lot of money off of the people who are desperate for money. And I don't think this is a conscious thing, but it really comes from capitalism and it comes from scarcity. And I really believe that when you're seeking a coach or a mentor or a teacher or a healer, it is best to not have a massive gap in reality from you and the the leader, the teacher, the healer you are choosing. And, you know, that goes for a spiritual gap in reality, a emotional gap in reality, a physical gap in reality. You know, you want your healers and your teachers to be expanders, meaning you want to see something within their reality or embodiment that reflects your desires, because then you know they can lead you there. But you don't want this massive gap of reality where there can be more dissonance than resonance, you know, where you're not able to actually integrate what they are sharing because your realities, your perspectives, your ways of seeing the world are in too much opposition. You need to have a frequency match. There needs to be some kind of deep resonance. And a really common example of this that is more superficial that I see all the time is the multi-million dollar money sex abundance healer and she's charging $20,000 for a coaching program and good for her. You know, this is not shaming anyone who values their work in any way. It's just, it's just a reality that not that many people reside in. 
and maybe you are a potential client of this this coach and you are flat broke and you can barely afford your bills but you feel like this woman can help you 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 feel this longing within you to have that reality but this is not going to work because there's too big of a gap between realities you know you being in this barely can pay your rent place and then this coach this this expander this person that you're wanting to, you know, step into reality with and weave with is in a very different place than you. The integration is just going to be too challenging here. You can't quantum leap while stuck in survival, but you can get out of survival and then expand in really big ways, but you just can't bypass the root work. Another example is you hire a spiritual business coach And maybe this container costs you three months of your rent, but you end up missing rent because of it, or you're really in a place of scarcity and fear around not being able to meet your rent. If your security and basic needs are not met, you can't spiritually build your business. You don't have a foundation within yourself to build on. And I'm using scarcity and money as a theme in these examples because it's just what I see the most. You know, it's it's where we are carrying the most of our of our collective insecurity is in the root. And, you know, of course, there's the other side to this where we can weave abundance from scarcity. You know, there's often this perspective, if we leap, the money will come and so on. And I've done this so much in my life, but I always do it from a secure place, meaning even if my bank account isn't a you know, wide open portal, just funneling abundance, I make sure I'm really secure. I'm secure mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically, meaning I know I can pay my rent. I know I can feed myself. My emotional and mental states are grounded, aka, you know, I'm, I'm trusting. I feel safe. I feel expanded. Spiritually, I know I'm supported. Do you see the perspective shift? My move back to California is actually a great example. So I'm, I'm in this process of moving right now. And right before this choice anchored, I actually bought a new car. And I already had a paid off car. <laughs> I had a paid off car. It ran fine. You know, nothing was wrong with it. So getting a luxury car and putting a big down payment down and still having a car payment probably would have seemed crazy for another person. But But I knew energetically if I made this choice, it was going to open a portal of potential for me. You know, our car, our vehicle represents what carries us through life. And I needed a new vehicle. I needed to have a vehicle to carry me that matched the expansion that I wanted to step into. And I knew I was secure and ready enough to do that. And I had just taken a full month off of one-on-one clients when I was in this process And I did this to build capacity and to heal through some really big losses and deaths. I needed some some time for myself. And I reclaimed so much of my energy in this time. And I felt so expanded. I felt so empowered. The day I bought my car, I felt like a radiant queen. I felt truly on top of the world. And just a few weeks later, I made the empowered choice to move. I didn't know that I'd be moving when I bought this car. But it all just alchemized with ease and with excitement because I wasn't in survival. I was feeling so deeply resourced because I was focused on my foundation, on resourcing myself so I could make big changes because I felt change was coming. 
And all of these choices were not cheap. You know, these were actually really big financial leaps. Moving across the country is costs a lot of money. But I felt so empowered, so trusting, so solid. I felt so safe, so spiritually anchored and in alignment that I knew I would be fine. And all the money I need has just been coming in like magic, you know, without the needing to hustle because I'm grounded and my capacity can hold this transformation and integrate it. You know, it's a fast transformation, but it's not too fast that I can't hold it and my nervous system is flailing because I know my capacity. And this is really what weaving from empowerment to nervous system integration is. And this doesn't mean fears don't arise and change. You know, we can experience some form of polarity no matter how resourced we are. But it means we integrate. The gap from where I am now to the reality that I'm leaping into isn't too big of a gap for me to integrate and close the gap because my capacity has expanded and is continuing to expand to meet it because I integrate and I'm willing to to do this work. This is the work I do. But say I was moving from a really unstable place, really stuck in the loops of fear and insecurity. I was afraid. And maybe in this fear, I felt the need to outsource my power and to seek answers and directions outside myself because I didn't feel secure within. Maybe I was hoarding my money and I didn't trust myself in this space or feel like I could afford it. I couldn't afford to invest in myself and leap and go after my desires. You know, this is really weaving from a place of outsourcing your power, from a very dysregulated place, from a not believing and not resourced from within place. And in this space, this is often when we may seek the healers and the readers to fix and anchor. But it's here that we need just just more trust. It's here that we need to be more resourced from within, not seeking without. But of course we need support too. We just need to choose it from the right place. And that's just it. You need to be resourced from within when choosing to invest in your healing and the people you choose to support you. Maybe there is a reality you're weaving where you save up a little bit of money every week. Maybe it's just, you know, you sacrifice your daily coffee from the coffee shop and you put that $5 away or $4 away in a healing and expansion fund. And over a little bit of time, you save up $200 for a one hour healing with a healer in your town. You are fully resourced. Your rent is paid. Your basic needs are met. You can buy your groceries. You have enough internal stability to integrate your healing. This is a great foundation to seek healing from. And maybe there's another reality you're weaving where maybe you get a promotion or you get, you know, an advance in your career, or maybe you get an inheritance or a tax return. Everyone's getting tax returns right now, um, unless you're like me and you are self-employed. <laughs> and since all your basic needs are met, you feel really ready to invest in a more expensive healing, transformational container with a mentor or healer. You know, both these realities come from a resourced place. And since you're a resource, you will actually receive a much larger return on your investment because you're putting energy, money, time, commitment into this healing container, but you're not going in with the foundational investment of fear, of instability and insecurity because the 
investment. And with that, also the intention for your healing is too large. There's too big of a gap. In my mind, (laughs) I'm shouting from the rooftops, get your basic needs met first. Because if you're not healing at the root level first, you can't actually expand. I actually taught a workshop last year called Spirit of Abundance, and it really focused on this. Before you can hold and be nourished by the abundance you desire, can you sustain your basic needs first? Can you focus on the sustainability before you give up all your resources for another reality you are not resourced enough for? There's no quantum leaping without foundation, without capacity, without nervous system tending, without making sure you are secure financially, mentally, emotionally, before you choose a reality so far from where you are today. You won't be able to integrate it, at least not in the timeline you desire. And you have to start in this place. And this is why I have a bit of a hard time seeing all the money coaches who are doing really amazing financially and and great for them. But there's this massive gap, you know, it's like the 1% and the rest of the people. There's too big of a gap. This really targets one of our biggest collective fears, money. You know, everyone wants more of it. No one feels like they can have it. So when they see a quantum money coach millionaire, of course that will be appealing for the person who is broke and desperate for a reweaving of their financial story. And I just, I see this narrative playing out endlessly and it's very old paradigm. We really need to, to reweave this. We need less of a gap. And this is really superficial spiritual healing. It is not deep. You know, you can manifest six figures, but if you're still people pleasing, if you're still hurting yourself by repeating old patterns, if you're still giving your power away and feeding old webs, then you're not empowered on a soul level. Materially, sure, you have the money, you have the security, but that's not the only reason why you're here. This is really similar to the top-down healing path that many of the old paradigm gurus teach that creates this addiction, you know, more of an addiction than an internal resourcing that preys on your lack of sovereignty instead of reflecting your own light that makes you feel like God is outside of you instead of connecting you to the God that's within your body. Because when you seek from an internal, deep-rooted place first, the money will come. You will align with your desires. Everything you need will just come to you. You will feel free to thrive on a deeper level in life. And this is what you actually desire. You know, money will not create the security your soul needs. The safety of another will not create the security your soul needs. Only you can from being fully resourced from within. And just another quick example, you know, when dealing with this this massive gap between you and a healer or a teacher that you're called to, you want to make sure, you know, spiritually there's not a massive gap too. You want to make sure that You speak the same language in a sense so that you can understand because if you can't understand them, you're going to be stuck in reality opposition and you're going to not be able to to see what they're reflecting to you. You know, there needs to be that kind of spiritual frequency match too and there needs to be an emotional um, frequency match as well. You know, you need to make sure that if you're coming to a healer or a teacher to heal really deep emotional wounding and trauma, you need to make sure that they have done that work too. There's not going to be this massive gap between 
you holding all of this weight of the healing that you have to do and then, you know, working with a healer who's never done that kind of healing work before or just that's not a part of their reality that they're weaving, that's going to be really, really hard to feel seen. It's going to be really hard to feel like you're being met on the level that you need to be met. And this all feels very Saturn and Pisces to me. You know, Saturn just moved into Pisces and there is a a sobering effect to this transit for the next two and a half years or so. Saturn, which rules over boundaries and limitation, and Pisces, which rules over spirituality. And in this time, we need real embodied spiritual leaders. We need sovereignty, not diffusing our power into anyone else you think that can save you. We need self-containment within our own chaos instead of seeking it in control fed by fear. This is not healing. This will only keep you trapped in seeking, not leading. This will only keep you in insecurity and survival, not thriving in the way you truly desire. This will keep you trapped in webs created by others who hold all the threads. You need to weave your own web. So I'm over here doing my part to create more sovereign spiritual leaders, not seekers of a truth that they don't believe lives within them. This isn't done alone. Being sovereign is not being independent from healing with others or claiming you have all the wisdom and your reality is the only reality worth tuning into and you don't need others. We can't actually weave a new web for humanity without doing it together. We're not meant to heal alone, but we just need to be discerning. We need to be careful about whose threads we are bringing in to weave with us. And we're seeing such a big reflection of this. You know, if you're on social media, you probably, and if you follow me, you probably have gotten scammed by one of my many scam accounts in the last year. You know, there's a whole side hustle going on where people copy the work and the accounts and the identities of healers and teachers and spiritual guides. You know, it's really um, the spiritual people and are preying off of their followers and scamming them out of money. And I've had many followers who have given these people money and where is the spiritual discernment here? I will never slide into your DMs with the grand rising and, and tell you that, you know, I feel a resonance with your soul and I want to offer you a reading because you need healing. You know, where is the discernment? We need to be more discerning. So make sure that you are closely examining your leaders and your healers and your guides. This even goes for, you know, the guides that you are connected to. You know, are you discerning who is speaking through you? Do you know who you're channeling, who you're connecting to? And, you know, we'll come back to the coaching industry as an example. You know, there's no regulations for the coaching industry. And this actually doesn't matter, you know, because a certification will not make you kind or creative or empowered or have the willpower to make good choices for your life. It just gives you a label. It gives you a title. You know, anyone can pay a few hundred dollars and go get a Reiki attunement or go take some other healer's training and become a healer themselves. But this is not what makes a healer. And this is why I purposefully have never listed out my trainings or my certifications because I don't want to be distilled to any one modality or teacher or certification. This has always felt like a cage to me and 
something people expect me to live up to, you know, their expectations of what the modality or the teacher or the certification ignites within them. When these these trainings, these certifications, these these courses, these teaching pathways should all be pathways to access more of our own medicine. I share from my own soul wisdom and my own unique gifts and my own life experiences in which I weave from. You're not listening to this podcast because I've been certified in five different energy work modalities. You probably didn't even know that until I just said it. And none of these modalities that I've trained in are modalities that I use in my ceremonies. The authenticity and the truth and the courage and the compassion, these are actually more important when it comes to spiritual teachers and healers. It is so much deeper than a piece of paper. I see so many people doing healing work online who are not actually doing healing work. <laughs> They're hiding behind this fantasy of healer, or this you know identity, this illusion of what they believe a healer is, but not actually doing the work to be able to space hold for true healing to be facilitated. So things that you can ask yourself when discerning a teacher, a leader, a healer. Number one, are they authentic in their own voice? Can you feel an authentic resonance from what they share? Or are they just regurgitating from another teacher or a book or a course or you know, some mentor or, or ascended master from outside of them? And are they courageous? Or are they hiding behind an image or a facade? You know, are they presenting themselves in one curated way and not evolving much? Or are they willing to be vulnerable and meet their darkness? Because this is the only thing that will actually allow for evolution and growth. And this comes to have they done deep work on themselves? Have they gone through death? I personally don't trust anyone who hasn't gone through death and honored it as a part of life. You know, at this point, especially I think with Pluto moving into Aquarius this week, if our teachers and our leaders and our healers are not talking about death, can they actually carry us in evolution? And are they humble? And this comes back to vulnerability too, but you want your leaders to be humble, to not get off on their power, if you know what I mean. Kindness is often a good sign of humility, but true kindness, not just people-pleasing, because there's a really big difference. And do you see your, your teacher, your healer, your mentor, your guide as a clear mirror, a clear channel, not just reflecting you know their stuff to you? And this will look like actually centering you. And this does not mean that they'll never talk about themselves because often the best teachings are from lived experience. You know, we really need teachers and healers and mentors who are sharing process because we live in such a curated world. And this is also the humility and the vulnerability that builds trust. But you want to make sure that they're not using your paid time just to talk about their healing and what you should do because of what they did. An authentic, soul-centered healer will be holding space for themselves and they'll leave their stuff at the door. And this is why I need to sometimes take some time off from clients. I need to, you know, take space to be in my own healing too. And this is really important. Healers need a lot of integration time. I think a lot more than your average person. 
an authentic, soul-centered healer or leader will need to prioritize their own healing and transformation so that they can show up for you. And this is actually all that being a healer is. A healer is someone who is just prioritizing their own healing so that they can hold space for yours. Healers are just humans learning to be empowered. They're learning to be in the full spectrum of humanness while also honoring their divinity. And if they're not doing their healing work and they're integrating, they won't be able to hold you in yours. And this is really the most important thing to look out for because you don't want a teacher, a leader, or a healer who flinches when you have a big emotional release or a reaction or when you're triggered. You don't want a healer that feels really drained and needs to vent after your session because it was too intense for them. If you are someone who's signing up for healing as your purpose, as your career, as the way you are of service in the world, you've got to learn to hold intensity because being a human is fucking intense. But if you as a healer are not holding space for your own messy intensity and integrating and doing your work and being with your deepest and darkest wounds, how can you hold space for your clients to unravel theirs? And this is the kind of work we need. This is the kind of space holding we need right now. Things are dark out there. Things are intense. We need deep, deep space holders. There's no healing without the darkness. You can't love and light the deep work we are here to do. This is also very spiritually superficial. Everyone wants to be a healer because they unconsciously see something that they want for themselves, this, this peace, this embodiment, this, this anchoring, and they, they want to be a healer until they realize what it requires of them and they crumble. But also, the growth path to being an embodied leader and soul-centered healer does not happen overnight. It's a process, and it really requires you being with process. It's a process of building our capacity by dying and rebirthing again and again and again and again, and then leading others to do the same. It's funny that these are the things that society really judges the most, you know, the, the vulnerability, the intensity, the messiness of healing. And we can really see this reflected, you know, the most successful coaches and healers of today are really the love and light preachers and the seven-figure money manifestors who build their businesses on the backs of the patriarchy that's fueled by capitalism. But if we could only realize how much of this culture shames the dark feminine and silences the deeper work needed to step into true leadership and healing. Because the reality is, if you have unprocessed trauma in your nervous system, you can't love and light your way to a new reality. You can't manifest seven figures and quantum leap without facing death and having a death doula, whether that's a teacher, a healer, kate, or another face of the dark feminine as a guide. We need someone to hold the lantern for us during the dark night of the soul, but we need to make sure each time we see that light, that our light to guide ourselves is growing more and more. I've been asked to do one-on-one -on -one private mentorships with people for years, you know, outside my ceremonial work with clients. But I never wanted to step into the space as leader and death doula until I was really ready. Meaning I so fully swam in my darkness that meeting yours would not flinch me. I wouldn't be triggered into any state that would prevent me from showing up in my full leadership for you. And I'm really proud of the work that I've done on myself over the years to be a facilitator of feminine transformation from such a 
embodied, clear, and strong state. I never lead my clients through anything I haven't journeyed through myself because I have to have integrity. I have to lead from my own authentic soul wisdom. And this creates trust. And you need to trust your teachers and your mentors and your healers and your guides. And it's not a certification or a degree that will grant you that trust. It is so much deeper. It can't always be explained, but you'll feel it because you will trust yourself in the feeling arising from within. That self-trust is actually the light that will recognize the light in another as a match for you. This is important. Be discerning. Don't just choose a leader because you think they have the direct connection to source or they have all the answers. Don't just choose a leader or a healer because they have the reality you want materially. Choose from the soul. Choose because you feel a soul recognition and a resonance that you can't explain. Choose because their wisdom and their light brings you closer to yours. Choose because they reflect the wisdom and magic and power already within you. Choose because you are ready and you are willing to do the work required to close the gap between where you are now to what your intentions for your healing and expansion are. Choose because you are so attuned to your choice and what is best for you on a foundational level. Choose because you feel empowered in their presence, like anything is possible. Choose because you don't need fixing. You are just ready to bring together parts to be whole and are calling in the aligned support team to help you. Be discerning. Integrate your healing. We're truly being called into big collective transformation right now. I think so many people are feeling this, this urge, this urgency to change, to grow. It reminds me of the spider from my introduction episode. You know, there's this urgency to destroy our webs and to completely create a new one the next day. We're having this, this mass tr collective transformation roll through us and we really need to call on support at this time. We need to know that we're not alone. You know, Pluto in Aquarius is collective change. It's togetherness. It's all of humanity. It's remembering that we're all connected in this. We can receive support. We do deserve that. We deserve to be held. We deserve to be witnessed. We deserve to have the cheerleaders, the mentors, the guides who are actually going to help guide us to destiny, you know, to help us get out of those, those traps of fate, these traps of living in webs that we don't actually desire because this is keeping us from being in our purpose. It's keeping us from being well and healthy and vital and, and resourced in life. So be discerning. Be careful how much you're seeking healing from outside of yourself without integrating that healing. Focus on being resourced from within because this is what you're going to need on this journey. Thank you for listening to these sacred weavings. I hope they may inspire and empower you to weave the web of your life. You can find more of my work at ashleyriver.co or on Instagram at I am Ashley River. 
The intro and outro music for this podcast is called Dim Light, a song from my friend Haley off of her album Bottom of the Sky, which you can find on Spotify. Definitely give her music a listen. It is so beautiful. Please also consider subscribing, rating, and leaving a review to this podcast and sharing it with anyone you feel may resonate with the wisdom here. For the more threads we have consciously weaving, the more change we can reweave throughout this world together. Mm-hmm.